This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. We are good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Brian Altano, <laughs> Vince Ingenito is here. Oops. We've got a great show planned for you this week. We're going to be talking about Batman Arkham Knight. I think we'll play another round of Video Game 20 Questions. Oh, that was a big hit. Nice. But first, let's turn our eyes to Konami. Long running. <laughs> <laughs> Long-running video game publisher and developer, one of the one of the oldest, yeah. one of the originals, one mm-hmm. of the most beloved. Pachinko manufacturer. Yep. Uh, established right. in 1973 as Konami Industry Company Limited, started making jukeboxes, wanted to get into uh, arcades, and finally started having success in the arcades with Frogger, 1981. Yeah. Uh, Scramble, another big uh, arcade hit for this. Mm. But now, the future of their games business is in, in question. Yeah, I mean, I bring up their pachinko business, and that's a joke, but that's been, like, slot machines and pachinko machines been have the, been, I don't, I don't know the exact that's percentage. That's the bright side of theirs. Yeah, that's huge. the bread and butter for them. That's, like, where all their money is, and then this video games are just, like, this kind yeah. of side deal for them, side business. Yeah, yeah, they're massive in Japan. They don't have anything, like, as a, the company as a whole has nothing to worry about, I don't think. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a bigger disaster. Konami games. That's what I'm saying. It's a bigger disaster for us as fans than it is for Konami, the whole, as a corporation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, we found out they officially canceled Silent Hills, mm-hmm. which is a game bummer. everyone was really stoked for. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro and yeah. Kojima yeah. and uh, Norman Reedus. What a powerhouse oh, team! Awesome. Everyone loved the PT demo. Yep. Uh, however much money they had, they had sunk into development of that game is gone, right? Because now they can't sell sell the game, make it back. Yeah. By the time There's, people watch this, it will be you will not be able to get it anymore. You gotta download that PT demo while you can. Yep. You can't if you're watching this. If you're watching this. <laughs> you missed your chance. I thought you had like two or three days. No, I thought I it was. Think, t- I think it's tomorrow, the 29th. The tw- I think. Oh, 29th. Yeah, is it? When it's over. Recording this on the 28th. So if you're watching this today, yeah. 
Get in there right now. Do it. Pause the show. Go. We'll don't, don't come back. No, come back. Please do. No, wait. Yes, definitely, definitely come, back. come back. There's all this turmoil with Kojima. Like, mm-hmm. is, yep. is he... Was he fired? Is he staying my, on in some capacity? It's, my favorite part is how they removed his name from all their, like, a Hideo Kojima game and then put it back on. <laughs> they took so him all weird. off and then everyone was like, oh, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But then they put it back on the website and all the other places. And then they also delisted themselves from the New York Stock Exchange this right. week. They're still traded right. on a couple other foreign stock exchanges. I think exchanges. London and Tokyo. Um, and I actually didn't know that much about this. I had to read up on it. And it turns out that just regulatory filings and just like the, the, the finances and paperwork of being listed on a stock exchange cost you many millions of dollars each year. So it sounds yeah. like it's just a cost saving. They said very, very few people were buying, were trading Konami stock on this stock exchange, and it was kind of expensive. And so it sounds like kind of a desperate move, like just to save a few million bucks. But, you know, I guess I can understand it. Like if it's not getting you anything and you're still traded elsewhere, it's kind of like, well. Yeah. Yeah. I think also part of our, the alarms go off in our heads when we hear things like that, but we, we forget that we're just one market, you know, like, in a, and this is a company that operates, you know, Primarily, the bread and butter of its business is in Japan. So. It is. It does remind me of when Sony sold off a bunch of their actual buildings. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's when you know you're in, like, it, maybe it's not, like, five-alarm territory yet, but things are not good. Sure. So, I wanted to take a look back, because things have certainly changed for Konami. Uh, I think in the NES days, probably Konami and Capcom were probably, the, like, those the biggest the, third-party yeah, synonymous with cla- supporters. With, right? Yeah, with quality to me. Uh, <clears throat> so, I put together a list here of some uh, classic Konami games, which makes up... 42 reasons we would miss Aww. Konami. If Konami games, if Konami stopped making games. Now I'm sad. Can I ask That's you a question? Good. Yeah. Does this account Ultra? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyone that doesn't know, uh, Konami was making so many games for the NES back in the day. They, Nintendo, in, in order to attempt to uh, manage quality control, would limit the amount of games any publisher could release in a, in mm-hmm. a year. So they wouldn't just spam it with shovelware, yeah. which makes sense. So Konami was like, oh, we'll start another company yeah. and release yeah. games. It's really smart. Yeah. It's a really smart thing to do. And it was, it, was, uh, it was just so they could keep putting out more and more games. It's just really, it's the opposite of the problem they have now. Yeah. Who is this Ultra? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's something you can never get away with. Nope. Yeah. Well, We've never heard of them. Their, their logos were similar. Their, their box art designs were similar. Their games were similar. They, they just had that. Yeah. They all had the same feel. I wonder if they were fooling anybody. So before we get into the 42, I wonder, do we have time? Can anyone name a couple of Konami classics that you're hoping are on that list? Well, I can name one that's a classic that's also shit, and that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's not, you really think it's... You the really original? Think it's, are you talking about the original side school for NES? Yes. yes. I don't think it's garbage. You're right, it's not as good as people yeah. remember yeah. it. Is it some really super frustrating, like arbitrarily frustrating levels? Sure, yeah, that game gets impossible, but yeah. it was still a good like NES game. I yeah. mean, the sequel was... Great, uh, the arcade yeah. port, which right. I mean, people look back at that and they don't really like it, but I actually thought like being that was one of the first times I was able to take a game from the arcade and play it at home, just like that. What about Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo? Now that was yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and so just so you know, I try not to spam like when they they release TMNT games uh, in the arcades, NES, Super Nintendo. So I try not to spam everything. Yep. But yeah, I, do I do have. I got one on that I want on there that I will be disappointed if it's not. But I'll, let's see if it's there. You want to you want to say it? Ahead no, of time? no, I'm gonna okay. keep it in my pocket. <laughs> right. and we'll see. We'll Ooh, see what happens. If we start with their arcade lineup. They, Frogger came out in 1981, mm-hmm. and that really put Konami on the map. 1982 was Time Pilot, which I think is an underrated classic yes, it is. arcade yeah, game. Yeah, totally. I love yeah. that game. Top-down shooter, mm-hmm. well, sort of like a fixed-screen shooter, uh, whereas you, you go through different time periods to yep. shoot yeah. down different like yep. biplanes and then aliens. And, yeah, you know, super cool. cool game. Uh, Gyrus was 1983. Excellent, love Gyrus. Very, very cool game. TMNT was 1989. X-Men was 1992. Oh, man. And then there's this game. They did a G.I. Joe game, which we've got footage of here that I think is... Uh, Computer, play B. It was missed. <laughs> this is an awesome game because it's a four-player game. 
Uh, oh, run, awesome. A run and gun shooter. You just run into the distance it and looks shoot just like the forces uh, of Cobra. Is this I, a space harrier? Like, it looks like, a little bit yeah. like space yeah, except harrier, you yeah. can't fly. But yeah, it's that type I of game. I loved games like this one, yeah. especially yeah, the yeah, uh, look at all that stuff this, coming in the distance. This is a four-player co-op arcade game, which is yeah. pretty awesome. And you got the classic Diageo uh, vehicles in there. Yeah, really that's good. cool. It's that's not canon though because those lasers are actually hitting somebody, which never happened on. No one has ever successfully hit a shot on Diageo. And then maybe people forget that Konami started the whole music game yeah, thing. Right. In 1997, mm-hmm. they released Beat Mania yeah. in the arcades, and they also did DDR. Yep. Yeah, DDR was massive. Yeah. They just printed money for what, a couple decades in the arcades and at home. Yep. Did you guys get into that? Not at DDR. Home? I mean, yeah. I played it, but I wasn't like super into it. Yeah. I like being in Japan, and you go into an arcade, and there's like hardcore yeah. DDR players in yeah. any arcade in Japan. Oh, it's insane. Oh. DDR was one of the first big video game movements where I was like, Nope. <laughs> for me. Like, I'm going to watch the rest of the world go crazy over this, and I'm going to sit back and keep playing Zelda and shooting games and all this. I'm trying to think. I've done, like, dumb Just Dance stuff at, like, part. I don't think I've ever actually played DDR. Ever. Really? I'm, I mean, I can't think of a time, no. Yeah. It's, it was... It was it was one of those things that just wasn't. I had the track and field mat for the NES. Does yeah, that count? That <laughs> the power pad is kind of, yeah. That get a lot of use? We mm. bought it when I was uh, in high school. Oh, and wow. so we would have parties and uh, drink. And, I mean, it's not... Don't do this at home, kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, brought it, I brought the power pad to college with me in New York exactly. City. Exactly. My downstairs neighbors were not happy about that. No, yeah. yeah. Power pad lost all luster for me when I realized I could literally just jump off the pad and stay there. To yeah. like just totally oh, cheat through. Yeah, I thought you were still jump. in the air. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> you know, a lot of kids are able to jump ever. for five whole minutes. And looking back now, like, where was the QA department on that one? Like, <laughs> no one thought of that? I don't know. All right, moving to the NES. Uh, Gradius was 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castlevania was also 1986. Goodness gracious! Now you're getting into Beautiful. you're getting into my era right yeah. here. Those are those are two of my favorite Konami games. After yeah. Gradius came, how about this one in 1987? How about Goonies 2? <laughs> Goonies 2. Yep. The, the unofficial sequel to the movie Goonies, which my good friend Ryan Scott loves, and I hate this game. And we, yeah. and I, we've been debating this for years. I don't know why he loves it so much. It's a sequel. To the movie, sort of. That includes of, the same villains. That includes the same who villains. Who arrested. Yeah, which makes no sense. And you have to save a mermaid. Yeah. Um, and the song that plays the entire game is an 8-bit remix of a Cindy Lauper song. Which appeared in the <laughs> Goonies film. In the original Goonies Yeah, look how it's like this crazy combination of like 2D side-scrolling and like yeah. almost an adventure, adventure game. game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Really, NES, really there's a lot of NES games that did that. Game. Uh, Russian Attack was also in 1987. Attack. I love Russian awesome. Attack. Great soundtrack. And Double Dribble. So like I don't I've never been into sports, but as a kid I would play I'd sports play video games like yeah. that in yeah. Tech Mobile. Yeah. And double, double dribble is great. Yeah. When double. they went to that close in shot yeah. of like you doing the I dunk. was like I was like whoa! The, I was like the graphics. So another game that's probably on your list, uh, Blades of Steel. Like mm. that, there was just an era back then of Lift the Pass. Lift yeah, the Pass. No pass. one knows what that guy is saying. <laughs> Lift the Pass. <laughs> Lift the Pass. If you're watching this and you know I've, this has puzzled me for decades, but there was they made a lot of really cool arcade sports games and I was in the same boat where I didn't care about sports games I certainly yeah. don't now but back then I played tons of them they were really fun yeah. uh, Castlevania 2 did I mention that one? no nope. awesome no. That yep. just Simon's took, Quest took a relatively simple like side-scrolling game and turned it into this kind of open world yeah. side-scrolling game. RPG yeah. like, more than an adventure game yeah, secretly a bad game well yeah, yeah. I we, none of us knew that at the time because it was amazing but I, know. I mean you had I, I had Nintendo Power so I could like oh my god reference what to do but if you didn't have yeah. that you know, good you, luck you had no idea what was going on in that game if you didn't have somebody helping you yeah, everything it. was conveyed in this very obtuse manner or not at all it yeah. was yeah. really rough 
Life Force, the sequel yes. to Gradius. Dude, Life Force, uh, Life the sequel so to Gradius. Improved so it on every way, in every way. Dude, I like Gradius, the bosses in the I, game. I want to talk about like, Gradius is really, it was really, really smart for its time. Like, it wasn't just a mm-hmm. 2D shooter. Like, it had that power-up power up system, system yeah. that like, made you... It gave uh, you, a, you had to choose how to spin your yeah. power-ups. Right, and like, yeah. it was really risky, like, which direction you were going to go with your power-ups and which one you were going to, like, cash in and get, you know, lock in, like, a certain power-up. And the... Uh, uh, what were they called? The little trailing options? options. Yeah, the yeah, options. Yeah, yeah. options. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird, like, why did they... And, yeah. and Life Force kind of improved on that in every capacity. It, yeah. was, uh, it was two-player co-op. Uh, it had these top-down and uh, side-scrolling levels. And it sort of felt... It was paced very... It was like uh, Contra with spaceships, basically. Because yeah. you went from top-down to, uh, yeah. to left and right. Yeah. Um, yep. And it had these... It had a couple levels, I don't know if you guys remembered, where it would just get incredibly fast. Like they Especially w- the end. Yeah. It's like the self-destruct, yeah. escape the self-destruction. Yeah. That was actually, it's probably in my top five NES games, one of my favorites. They did Top Gun. Yep. The game where it's impossible to land. <laughs> yeah. And well, refueling, refueling was hard too. Refueling yeah. was super hard. Everything yeah. in that game was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and Metal Gear, of course. Now, see, I heard of that game. Who's our, who's our I feel like, asleep. <laughs> yeah, see, I like the original Metal Gear. Oh, yeah, because we were having an argument about History of Awesome. And mm. uh, I said, I was saying the original Metal Gear was really good for its era, and everyone else in the room said that game's trash. I'm like, no way, the original Metal Gear is good. Like, for its era or for, or for now? the time, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, I, it was a good NES game. Like, it was stealth, and yeah. it had all these different, like, you had to plant the C4. It was nothing like it at the time. Yeah, I'll give you that. And I it actually, was also, like, epic. Like, it yeah. just kept going. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a just a really cool original game at the time. And yeah, obviously it's been eclipsed in every capacity, but especially if you look at the the Game Boy Color version yeah. of that <laughs> game, um, which is way oh, way it better. Oh, was really good. The Ghost yeah. Babble? Is that yeah, yeah, Ghost Babble. It's like a, the original. It was like kind of an open world. Like you're just set in the jungle, and then you have to navigate this semi-open map and figure out how to get into the compound. Yep. And, and it was, just was great. Full of English. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. I feel so, asleep. Yeah, I feel the asleep. truck have started to move. <laughs> <laughs> So just to recap, in 1987 alone, we got Goonies 2, Russian Attack, Double Dribble, Castlevania 2, Life Force, Top Gun, and Metal Gear. That's amazing. In just what? that one year. That's amazing. That's because they made a basketball. They're like, yo, it's, where have you been for the last three weeks? Hey, I made a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> it's ready to go. All right, in 1988, the NES port of Contra arrived, right? mm-hmm. which is how most people know that game. Yep. Sure. Yeah, I don't the know if I've ever played the arcade one. The aforementioned Blades of Steel, mm-hmm. which I, I love the uh, up-close like fist fights. Yeah, the they're so good. And the Adventures of Bayou Billy, mm-hmm. also of questionable also, quality, I think. <laughs> very questionable, but it was interesting that it mixed like side-scrolling beat 'em up with light gun levels. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. wow, I just crazy about that. That's yeah. when you, as a child, you first started to you learn two things: one, that the NES seal of quality didn't always mean something, <laughs> and two, that the Konami or Ultra logos didn't always mean quality. <laughs> and the and the and the and the really bad uh, voice production. <laughs> the Adventures of Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> Skater Die. Yeah. Oh, yes. Badass Love game. Skater Die. Skater really hard game, too. Yeah, it was really yeah. hard. Uh, Castlevania 3, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, Base Wars was an ultra published game. Yeah. Uh, oh, baseball Base with robots. Awesome box art, by the way, on that one. And yeah. Konami, I loved Base Wars. I liked it a lot, too, yeah. Uh, and Konami published King's Quest V on the NES, huh. which is how I played it. Really? Yeah. I totally forgot about so, that. In 1992. On the Game Boy, they uh, did Motocross Maniacs, which is like an early, very early game, maybe a launch game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of like Excite Bike with a lot of crazy stunts. Yeah, that was a cool game. And of course, all of the Castlevania portable games on uh, GBA started with Circle of the Moon. Such a great bunch of games. Which Continued. is a really interesting story behind that game. They, when they were developing it, uh, I believe that the Game Boy was still supposed to be backlit. 
So the game is like, oh, it's, it's actually it, it's it's very dark. Mm. And then when you actually went to play it on GBA, which wasn't backlit at all, it was like pitch black. Yeah. So you only you could only play that game underneath lights or worm lights. You needed the worm light. Yeah, you yeah. needed the worm light. I see. I heard a different. I heard that when they were developing it, they were using you know development kits, right? And so they were seeing it on a screen, like way brighter, right? And then when they actually they, they never actually tested the game or tested it very little on an actual GBA. Yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of launch games at the GBA, like Konami Crazy Racers, which was their remix mm. of Mario Kart, but it had. Uh, Snake in it, and the pilot from <laughs> Gradius, and and Dracula, like a, and a chibi mis- Dracula from Dra- uh, Castlevania. And is it Mystical Ninja? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mystical Ninja is it's another uh, Konami game. Is, is another yeah. Konami game. Yeah. So yeah. Mystical Ninja was in that. We, yeah. Uh, so Circle of the Moon was so dark, and they got criticized for it so much that Harmony of Dissonance was like really, really bright. It's like yeah. neon. Yeah. But now, if you play any of those on like a DS or somewhere that does have a blacklit, it just yeah. it looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. yep. They just can't win. Uh, where was it? Oh yeah, uh, Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow was the first one mm-hmm. to go onto DS in 2005, and Contra 4 was 2007, developed by WayForward. Yep. yep. Contra 4 was underrated. Yeah. Uh, it was a late DS, late in the life mm-hmm. DS game. Maybe people yeah. had the uh, it had lost its luster. Maybe going back to the Super Nintendo, Gradius 3 was a launch title, mm-hmm. which I think was pretty good, except it had a lot of uh, flicker. It was like yeah, it had a lot of flicker, like, but so did so did its main competitor, Super R Type, also yeah. had the same. Had pretty much the same problem. They're both the same kind of uh, slow-paced uh, side-scrolling shooters, and they both suffered from this. Yeah, it was actually weird to me as someone who grew up on on Life Force to go and play R Type. Yeah, because it was so, so much slower, so much yeah. slower, and so much more punishing in terms of like checkpoints and stuff. Like oh that. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You die in you die in R Type. You die, you die in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's how it works. In uh, 91, uh, they did Super Castlevania 4. Yeah. Which is Castlevania 4 just with Super so in the front good. of it. Yeah. I loved how that was the first time you could like yep. swing your whip around. <laughs> whip. Those, mm-hmm. those, yeah, and just hold it and kind of wiggle it in the air. It was so weird. And the mode 7 effects. Oh, the, uh, the I actually made seven good use of it. Do you remember the, the first time you were standing on a platform in that game and the whole room sort of rotating? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, platform yeah, was yeah, upside oh, down and you fell on spikes and you're like, I didn't even know you could do that. That's like, oh my god. Yeah, they actually used it to open up new avenues of gameplay at the time. It was really, really fascinating. Yep, music's incredible in that game. Oh, yeah. In '92, they released a different type of shooter for them, Axley. Do you ever play this love one? Love Axley. This is a very different, like love, love, love roll, rolling world mm-hmm. shooter. Yeah, uh, and it has it also has side scrolling uh, levels as uh, well, and you can change your loadout. Uh, some really good sound design and uh, music. Um, yeah, this is one of my, and it's interesting because you see from the video, you can actually scroll off screen. Like the mm-hmm. sides of the screens are not the barriers. You can keep going left and right further. This, uh, this predates it, but this reminds me of the Final Fantasy VII Overworld. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. And I think there was a, maybe an HD remake on Xbox Live Arcade PSN oh, a few years ago. I'm gonna check that out. I remember that, right? That same year was also Contra 3. Contra 3, The Alien and Wars. The following war was Sunset Riders on both Super awesome. Nintendo oh, and right. Genesis. Yeah. Bury me with my money. <laughs> uh, on the GameCube, they published Note Your Solid Twin Snakes. Yep. Which is really good version of that game. On the Sega Genesis, they had uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. Oh, Rocket Knight Adventures. That's Wait, what? Are you skipping all around? Why did you have that random GameCube game in the middle? I was just like following Nintendo platforms, then going oh, back okay, to okay, other platforms. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah, Rocket Knight Adventures and Sparkster after that. Sparkster uh, wasn't as good, but Rocket Knight Adventures was really good. Yeah, and then they also, uh, in 94, they did an exclusive Castlevania game for Genesis, Castlevania Bloodlines, which yep. was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And like today, people freak out when Tomb Raider goes Xbox exclusive, but it was like happening way back then. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the early 90s. Mm-hmm. God, this game still looks good. That's, yeah. That game has great boss fights. Yeah. I know, how could you keep up with a Castlevania story if you only owned one platform back then? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, on the original PlayStation uh, that it's Suikoden, 
Yeah. Yep. Beloved Underrated RPG. Absolutely. Uh, Suikoden 1 and 2, incredible. The other one's not quite as much. Yeah. Mm. But, I'll uh, agree with that totally. Suikoden, the, uh, I don't know. I can't even say enough good things about that game. Vandal Hearts was a great I uh, love Vandal strategy Hearts. RPG. I didn't, I didn't think that was going to be on this list, and I'm so uh, happy that it is. Yeah, yeah, I love that game. The love first time you kill an enemy, and, and it's, it's like a geyser of blood erupts, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is I was awesome. Like, Whoa, this is the best game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, Symphony of the Night, mm-hmm. the blueprint of the whole mm-hmm. modern mm-hmm. Castlevania. Yeah. Fun fact, Justin's second favorite game ever made. Well, second behind Super also, Metroid. Yeah, yeah, which is also yeah. Yeah. Super Metroid. It's a pretty good also, one too, Justin. I it's the start of Symphony of the Night is the reason uh, Metroidvania is a term. Yeah. That right. inverted castle, spoilers. Oh, that's like <laughs> such an epic twist. You have to say spoilers first. And then, <laughs> well, <laughs> spoilers it's been like 15 years. I know, it's fine. I know. Uh, Longer. 1999, the original PlayStation was when Silent Hill uh, came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember those cutscenes were very impressive for the time. Yeah, like, yep. like something else. Super realistic facial animation. On the PlayStation 2, of course, Metal Gear Solids 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation 3, Metal Gear Solid 4. And uh, the 42nd reason why we would miss Konami is the Konami code. <laughs> of course. You can use the Konami code on many websites. Yeah. Uh, there was a. Gradius game where if you used it, it killed you. Is that yes. true? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, actually, I think in most of the Gradius games, um, if you used it once, you would get 30 lives. Yeah. If you entered it a second time, you would you would die. You would die. That was yeah. a lot. I think several of the games were, 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 were actually like that. So I'm very sad though. The one game that I, that I had in my in my back pocket. Well, which one? It's not on there. Stinger. Really? <laughs> Can I kiss you right now? <laughs> I was thinking about that because we were going through all those classic shmup games. Yeah, yeah. And Stinger is the one that really sticks out to me because it's such wow. a. I, it's one of those games you get as a gift when you're a kid. Yeah. It's the only way to get it because no one walked into the store and was like, I want Stinger. Right, because like, it's got these weird spaceships on the front with boxing gloves for and hands. They, and and they, <laughs> it, the game starts with this guy that looks exactly like Dr. Wily and he gets in a spaceship <laughs> and he just, he just like, eh, with his eyebrows and he goes into space and you're like, Thanks for the story. Yeah, the whole thing's this weird acid trip up in the clouds with you shooting bells and birds and all these. It's part of the Proteus series. Shot, so. shot in the dark. Guess who the first main boss of Singer is? I don't remember. Take a guess. Uh, name anything in the world. <laughs> a whopper. It's a watermelon <laughs> that shoots seeds at you. <laughs> why? Because why not? Because why not? Yeah, yeah that was Proteus was all, they took the Gradius uh, concepts That's, and ideas and just kind of I can't believe it on the Gradius. That's so yeah, funny That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I was aware of Stinger. I, I was trying to pick games that I thought at least somebody would have heard of, but I didn't realize <laughs> Stinger was so This blurry. is the only room in the world where there's two people who remember Stinger. <laughs> Including at Konami. Exactly. They're like, what? I don't know, because I liked Proteus 2, and there was Sexy Proteus also. Yep. Yep. Although I don't know if that was actually released <laughs> over here. Uh, uh, but that is just a small sample of what... Konami. What a legacy. Right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Produced over the years. Well, then it's crazy that you can do so much good, like you can do everything right, just hit home runs decade after decade, but if you have like a few bad years in a row, yeah. it's like, it's such a, it's such a tenuous business that you can be in big trouble. It doesn't matter what you did for the last 20 years. Yeah. In yeah. particular right now, right? It's like you could, you could, you could dominate the 80s and 90s, yeah. but in 2015, you screw up once. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's because it's because of the economics of scale. You know, yeah. Think about how expensive Metal Gear Solid Five must be. Yeah. Like all the years that that game has been development, the production values are through the roof. Like, if one of those ten games they released in 1987 didn't do well, and I'm sure one or two of them or five of them didn't. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm sure they 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 were fine, but you Stinger Stinger sold 25 million copies. (laughs) On launch day. <laughs> on launch day, yeah. People bought NESs for it. A lot of people hated watermelons back then. 
Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Highly anticipated game yep. coming in just a couple months. Today, uh, the, today, yeah, we got word on uh, its season pass details. The season pass costs forty dollars on its own. Uh, now there is a premium edition of the game that includes the season pass. However, <laughs> it's ridiculous. the premium edition is hundred dollars, which, which is, is just the game the plus the season pass. What a so, deal! Not yeah. much what of a, a deal there. Uh, the season pass, we don't know the details, but we know it's supposed to include six months worth of content. Right, whatever that means. Uh, now, yeah, some, to be fair, the Batman DLC has been pretty solid. That's true. Yeah, let's, yeah, let, let's, let's yeah. put that in. Some people sure. think that this is, it's too expensive. Season pass is getting out of hand. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, though, that both Black Ops 2 mm -hmm. and Black Ops 3's season pass is $50. Wow, nuts. really? Yeah. Is that true? It's just nuts. Yeah. That's a... It, that's another game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's like basically another. So now they're getting you to pay twice the amount of money, basically, for video games. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know anything about the. They just said the amount of content, right? We don't right. know anything about what it's a link. Yeah, you'll be getting content for six months after release. So they've yeah. explained it in vague terms. Oh, it'll be it'll be advanced challenge maps and you know skins, and they, they have not said anything specific about it. And that's the big problem I have with it more than yeah. any, more than the price. It's the fact that you know you're you're giving you're putting a, a pretty large price tag on something and telling me that it's part of this premium experience, but you're not telling me what that experience is right. or why I should care right. about it. I, uh, I I I read the news story for this today, and I, I said the same thing to myself almost into the camera where I was like, wait, what? Because they're like, they're like, yeah, we know we can't really say what it is yet, but we promise you it's going to be good. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, for that kind of money especially. Like, I do not understand games are becoming more and more expensive, and you need to offset those costs. To make. In, in, yeah, yeah. In some capacity, uh, to figure out a way to, to sell a game that, I mean, games should be probably $80. No yes. one wants to hear That's what I was going to say, say is that. how long have games been $60? Right. Too long. Forever, right. Too almost. Long. Too like, long. they've been $60 since, like, I paid more than that in the in the PS1 yes. and 64 era. Mm -hmm. So, they've been... Beyond Oasis, $80 on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I think I Star 2 on the Sega Genesis. I think I paid $90, $90 for Mortal Kombat I, Trilogy on I, the N64. I paid, yeah. I paid $90 for Clay Fighter 33 and the third, Wow. And that game was a turd. <laughs> so, but, but even though those are exceptions because they're cart games and they're expensive sure. manufacturing. Sure. But even outside of that, games have been $60 since since the, yeah, the, since the original Xbox and, you know, and the 360. So, yeah. like, A, there's inflation. So $60 is not $60 mm -hmm. anymore. It's 40-some. And B, games are more expensive to make than ever. And see, like they're not really like a lot of people compare it to the movie business, but movies, uh, you know, release in theaters, then they release on DVD, and then they sell the rights to HBO, and then they sell the rights to cable, to and then Netflix. Yeah. They make money on it like five times, also, and game makers don't. Ticket yeah. prices have been slowly rising over the last yeah. fifteen years, whereas for video games, yeah. they have not. Like so, that disc is the only place they make their money. Yeah, you know? it's, it's the, the only, only place they, they make their money, except for you know they're really trying to get. Season so I, I feel like if, if the core game is still. $60, and it feels like it's worth $60 to me. I'm okay paying that, knowing that I can skip all the season pass stuff. Because if it's like challenge rooms and like reskins and different Batmobiles and stuff like that, that's all cool, but it seems like optional to the core content. Right. Whereas if they start like paywalling a ton of story stuff, and I can't buy it you know, a la carte, and I have to pay $40 for it, then I have a problem with it. I, I also do have a problem with, the like you pointed out, the way they're sort of saying like, it's sixty dollars plus forty dollars. There's our special edition. That's like that's not a deal. That's yeah. like if I gave you a special edition fifteen dollars that was just a ten dollar bill and a five dollar bill. <laughs> there's always there's always two ways to think about it. Like games like Call of Duty or Halo will sell usually a set of three maps for ten bucks. That's yeah. kind of the standard. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a good deal, in my opinion. You play a lot of multiplayer, you get new maps, they're usually very intricate and balanced. Sure, that's worth, you know, I spent $6 on lunch today. $10 for three maps is worth it. But that's not worth one-sixth of the game. Right. Like, so one-sixth of the game is way more than just three multiplayer sure. maps. And so DLC doesn't stack up favorably against buying the full game when you measure it out that way. And then with, right. based on the kind of content that they're telling us is going to be in there, I mean, look at this. In this case, it's $40 right. to $60. It's four-sixths of right. the game. So and you're talking about challenge maps? Dollar for dollar, mm -hmm. for this to be the same value, <laughs> it would have to be two-thirds the amount of game the base game is. Right. But I really don't think that that's yeah. a knock against DLC as it is $60 being an incredible value for most sort of AAA games that come no, out. No, it's not sure. a knock against DLC. It's a knock against their DLC. Because yeah. if you look at what like Nintendo just did with Mario Kart, it's incredible. which is basically put out what... Uh, a fourth of the game for ten bucks or whatever. I think that's the best DLC ever. Yeah, it's I, up there. I, I think so. I mean, that's a good feature. value. Actually, yeah, I have a the, about you that. have you have we'll four four new cups. You have like eight new characters, eight new carts, like all for like I think it was ten bucks or something if you bought it all together. Here's, um, that's a good deal. Here's our look at season passes. I beat Far Cry Four. Yeah, that's the only AAA game I've beaten in the past <laughs> six months. So. I'm totally going to play Batman Arkham Knight. I'll spend a good amount of time with it. Will I beat it? I have no idea if I will ever be able to beat that game. Did you much less ever explore any of its extra content? So, yeah. did you do I, the, the Yeti stuff in Far Cry? The I didn't Yeti even do that extra yeah, stuff. I didn't no, either. Yeah. And like, I don't know if I would have had I bought the season pass it's just, beforehand. It's not enough time. But I do to know play that, all the games. No, there <laughs> isn't. But I do know this that like the Yeti stuff, which is, was interesting to me because it yeah. was single player, and that's how I played most of Far Cry. Mm -hmm. But they put out a bunch of like multiplayer arena challenge map stuff. And I had no interest in that stuff. So had I bought the season pass from the jump, right. I would just be out $30 on the blind hope that yeah. most of that stuff was single That's player. why you have to choose. The season passes are usually a little bit cheaper, right? They're trying to get you to buy in now to save, you know, 10 bucks or whatever yeah. if you buy all the stuff individually. But you have to spend that money blind more yeah. often than right. not. So yeah. for me, I, I, you know, charge whatever you want for DLC, um, you know, and I'll choose if I want to buy it. But... I would rather spend a few more dollars later to know what I'm buying than spend a bunch of money now blind. Which, well, which brings me to a question, what's it gonna be down the line, right? Like once we know what all of it is, will it all be available a la carte? What are those prices gonna be? Are people gonna be penalized mm -hmm. for waiting? Right. So if this is saving, then it could be even more. It could be like $50 worth of you know missions and challenge maps and stuff well, like I was that. Well, like, I was all hopped up on Star Wars last week after Star Wars celebration. <laughs> hopped up on the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it was right back in me. Um, and I went on my PS4 and I saw the Battlefront pre-order deal, yeah. which is basically like you, you spend 60 or whatever bucks now and um, you pre-buy the game and then they give you a bunch of stuff, which is basically like going to GameStop and getting a pre-order bonus of a bobblehead or whatever, yeah. a skin or something like that. But a bunch of this stuff is paywalled behind that pre-order. And like that's a game I'm interested in, but I don't know nearly enough about it yet to kind of really know where it's going to land. Like Batman, I'm kind of like, all right, this is their third or fourth or what, fifth of these. Well, the third Rock one made by Rocksteady. Rocksteady's yeah. third Batman game in, in just a few years. Uh, I, know, I know what I can expect. So I can kind of get an idea of how long that game's going to be, how yep. the combat's going to be, what it's what it's going to look and feel like. So I kind of get that. But like a lot of times we're just buying blind and we're just jumping in on something on the off chance that it's going to be amazing. And like that worries me because now content is being paywalled behind 
that buying blind. Like, yeah. I might not be able to get certain parts of Battlefront until I pay that $60 today, and I'm not gonna know until this fall if that game's really worth my money. And that's so. the problem with pre-order culture, is that yeah. they they know that people are losing reasons, with, with the advent of digital, people are losing reasons to wanna right. pre-order their games, so they're trying to create reasons because they wanna make sure people get their money down and get bought in and get their game so we, before you know dissenting opinions kind of right. spread it's, and right. people know they don't want it. It's right. really, really, really important for retailers, pre-orders are, because that Very. determines, it's, it's impossible for a GameStop to know how many copies of a game to get, either you're stuck with hundreds that you can't sell, or yep. you're sold out and you're not getting more for a month. Yep. When I worked so, at GameStop, that was a big deal. So they're the really incentivized. The and like, yeah. I, I get that. Like, I understand their motivation for it. I get all of it. But digital, like, it's just there's no benefit. There's no benefit to the consumer to the company. Like, oh, there's can, a great benefit. But you to can the preload company. it, Justin. Uh. Yeah. The, the great, that's the benefit to the consumer is that you can preload a game that would otherwise take you 24 hours to download because it's like 50 games. Okay, so I shouldn't say but no benefit, but very the benefit little. to the con, to the to the company is that they have your money. And right. whereas GameStop, I could walk into GameStop and go, "Here's five bucks for this game," and then a month later be like. Uh, I'm out and come back, take my five dollars right. back, and put it on something else. Yeah, that's why I think that's what I'm trying to illustrate is that that's why I have more of a philosophical problem with digital pre-orders. Yeah, it's tough because I can put down sixty bucks for Battlefront today, and that's the thing. I don't think you can pre-order with five bucks down on a game digitally. Mm. I think you have not to, digitally. You have to go all in. Mm. So I can pay sixty bucks for Battlefront today, and then th- you know, four months from now, reviews start trickling in. And they're yeah. like, "This game's bad," and I'm like. What do I do? I have to call Sony customer service and be like, I read a review on IGN and I don't want to download this anymore. And they're like, sorry, you already bought yeah, it. Don't do that. You need to have a really, really, really good reason to pay for something in full, non-refundable, before you see any reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to give people those reasons, but I don't think they're good enough reasons. Yeah, yeah. We have an email on this subject from Big Tony Style. Big Tony Style. Big Tony Style. Uh, style that matters. Wants to know, what's the best DLC pack or expansion you've ever played? Ooh. I'm currently playing through the... Mor- the uh, <laughs> I see MK, and I think Mortal Kombat, but he means yeah. Mario Kart 8, DLC <laughs> yeah. Jacks, and 200cc mode, and I must say I'm thoroughly impressed how it has reinvigorated my interest in the game. Altana was just saying he agrees with yeah, Big Tony Style. 200cc is actually, uh, I think it's just a, yeah, it's a free update. It's not even part of the DLC, so right. you don't even have to buy into that to unlock that mode. The only way to get it, you have to get a cup uh, third place or higher on every, on every 150cc in the game, which is kind of hard if... If you're not that great at that game, um, but yeah, that's that is a great deal. Like we were talking about it before, uh, I the reason I love it is it gives me an excuse to go back to that game every few months and sort of revisit it and go, wow, this is probably one of the most perfect video games Nintendo has made outside of the really bad battle mode in mm-hmm. it, which is still inexcusable. Well, yeah. I like that combination of free and paid. Yeah. Like you get this to everybody gets this 200 mode, but there's also new courses that you yeah. got to buy, but they're really elaborate and huge. Yeah, and um, they were out the same day, so it was sort of like it brings you in for 200 and while you're there, you're like, "Hey, there's there's more stuff here." Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the courses are great. They're they're remakes of old like the ones on GBA, which like always looked bad, and now they're yep. full 3D, like they look beautiful. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's one of the best ways to handle it because the core game is still fantastic, but if you want more stages, they're mm-hmm. there for just a few bucks. Mario Kart's way up there. For me, it's probably, I mean, I know there's better examples, but what's jumping into my head is Skyrim had really, really good, huge, mm-hmm. elaborate yes. DLC packs. Yes. An entire new giant landmass to explore, as if that's what that game needed. Bethesda, in general, their games, I feel like, uh, Fallout mm-hmm. uh, as well. So Skyrim's final, Vince, remind me, what's the final DLC pack called? Um, oh, I... Where you go to the island of uh, Solstheim and... Uh, <sighs> nope, it's not in my head. Where uh, anyway, um, that one is especially impressive because it adds a whole new quest line. But it 
not only does it add this new area to explore, but it's as densely packed as the rest of Skyrim is. So there's inns to go in and side quests to pick up and people to talk to. Yeah. And dude's just hanging out that has his own little story that, like, what percentage of people are ever going to find this guy on the docks and talk to him? And it was, like, 15 bucks. And yeah. I'm like... They did the same thing with Oblivion and Fallout 3, just these massive, massive sprawling add-ons that added entirely new explorable areas. It's from, it's from like the era of expansion packs. Yeah. yeah. And I like that because I feel like a lot of story... First of all, story DLC is, is way less common nowadays than I think something like well, multiplayer they, maps. They usually fake it. Yeah. It usually feels like stuff that was carved out of the main game mm-hmm. and then put back in. Uh, whether that's fair or not, that's how it feels. And yeah. Skyrim stuff did not feel that I way. I thought what they did for... Um, what was it? Infamous... Last year, or this yeah, year, first yeah. Like, that was actually really cool. First it was standalone, right? Yeah, it was a standalone yeah. like package that was. I it mean, became it, standalone, yeah. Yeah, that's it's basically that lives in that same universe, but has you playing entirely different things. Is it? Is it, totally different, about it was one of the characters thing, who was uh, who was kind of like a side, not a side yeah. character, but she yeah. was, uh, you know, one of the characters you meet during the main game, and, and everyone kind of unanimously agreed that she was probably the most interesting character. Yeah, because she's in, a crazy hoarder know. woman that lives in a billboard. <laughs> She was great. <laughs> Who's kind of a sniper. What's her name? Or Neon or whatever? Yeah. Her name is Neon. <laughs> I think so. It's a video game. Uh, the couple that always stand out to me are Un- Undead Nightmare. Yeah. Yep. For Red Dead Redemption. Yep. Yeah. Obviously. And then uh, there were really good ones for Dishonored, where you do play as uh, one of the bad guys from the main game. Yeah, I guess like Lost in the Dam counts too, right? For yeah. For GTA. Uh-huh. GTA is really good. We're sti- Wait, are we still getting GTA 5 story DLC? It's been <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've we heard a long time ago that the, that they were that they were doing that. We it's out on PC now, so yeah. maybe they're finally gonna. Yeah, know. they probably wanted to get all of that out there. Yeah. If we're gonna talk about story DLC, though, I think that Left Behind, uh, you oh, know, yeah. for Last of Us, has to be of part of that conversation. Yeah, that was great. And that was the reason I don't really like story DLC a lot because it, it just feels so small in comparison. Like the actually physically, the environments are so are so tiny. Mm-hmm. But I liked that because you're kind of revisiting an older environment. Yeah. Um, but from a different perspective. So, and it actually weaves in new environments and old environments, and it weaves right into the story, which was really smart of sort of being like, this is how you played this game as Joel, and now you're playing as Ellie from yeah. the flip side. Provides a whole different context yep. for, for, uh, for that character, too. Very, very, very powerful. I think it's crazy that uh, the first DLC big controversy that I remember is Horse Armor in mm-hmm. Oblivion. Uh, Everyone, yeah. it became like a meme for years, Horse yeah. Armor, it still is. But now, that's what people want. They're like, I want, like, let me pay a dollar to customize my yeah, character. It's so odd. Like, I just want a cosmetic thing. I don't want to be able to pay to get ahead in the game. I, remember, I just want to pay for something that looks cool. But back then, everyone gave them so much crap for it, yeah. but it's really flipped since my then. My friend called me up a couple years ago, and he's like a kind of casual gamer, and he was yeah. just like, hey, I'm playing that. Have you played that game Godfather for, for 360? <laughs> wow, that's a deep And I'm cut. like, yeah, the EA game. <laughs> yeah, and I he's that like, game too. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually playing it on Wii now because someone had given me a copy on Wii and it was like you could strangle people with the Wii remote. It was, oh my it was God. pretty interesting. But that game was one of those like special edition sort of ports where it had everything in it and they didn't really have a pay model to buy anything. So he was like, oh, did you get the like the Gatling gun or whatever? I'm like, yeah, it was really cool. I found it in this level and he was like, I had to pay four ninety nine for that, and I'm like, what? "What?" And I'm like, "How many guns did you buy?" And he's like, "I bought all the extra guns in the game, and Whoa. they were like a couple bucks each." He had spent like twenty or thirty dollars on guns 
for like a movie based game. Wow. The worst. And back oh then that God. shocked me, but nowadays it's like totally common. It happens all so the time. So he's the guy. He's yeah. the guy that's he's like, the who's way, doing he's all the this stuff? Yeah, yeah he's he was, the whale. Yeah. He had a tough time with a mission and he was like, I'll spend five bucks to get out of this predicament right now. Ugh. You know, like I do it on mobile all the time where I'll be playing a game that's free, but it's a dollar to get rid of ads or it's a dollar to like double the coins you're getting or some yeah. dumb stuff like that. Yeah. Coin doublers and paying to get rid of ads are more reasonable to me yeah. than other shenanigans on mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on your point, though, about the horse armor, real quick, um, it's totally true. You, that used to be something that people didn't care about at all, and I certainly still don't care they about it. They hated it. They were but, so mad. But then you look at a game like Dota 2 that literally survives off it. That is the only thing they sell. They do not sell yeah. accelerators. Yeah. They don't sell, like, get double XP. They don't, they don't do that stuff. They sell Why would I spend things. money on this? It's pointless. It doesn't help me get ahead in the game. And now it's, why are you letting people spend money to get ahead in the game? <laughs> this is baloney. I mean, it even, that even we, we were so mad about that that we didn't notice how often it started happening everywhere. And even it started happening on like the Xbox Live avatar marketplace, mm-hmm. where it wasn't even for your game, it was just for like the guy that's in the corner while you're watching Netflix <laughs> has a Star Wars shirt on because you yeah. paid for it. The famous example is, I think it was $3 to get a wall yeah. from oh. Gears of War. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the cover-based mechanics of Gears of War, yeah, yep. I think that's right. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Jack Martin did. Hey, Jack. He says, hey, guys. Hey, Jack. I just wanted to say, that 20 questions is an awesome addition to the show. I'd love to see it appear in future episodes. Well, Jack. Oh, I hope, God. Uh, I hope our contestants are ready. Oh, jeez. Vince, you know how 20 questions works? Um... I, I have not participated in it before. How does this format of it work? How do, how do yes or no question. I've, I've pre-selected three games. You each have one game. So we'll go one, one at a time down the line. And you have 20 Thanks. questions to ask me to figure out what the game is. And they, are, they can only be yes or no questions. We need like a jingle to go yeah. with this. I gotta name the game in 20, and then Brian screws up and doesn't know which. <laughs> That's yeah, this is fun for everyone but me. I was really bad this last time. No, but like if you get lost in the questions, right. oh my god. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I'm either gonna be really well, good at this or really, really bad at it. We've done this twice so far, and so far everyone has, has, has chosen the game. Name the game. So no one is lost. Oh, no, thanks, thanks for putting the no pressure, pressure on me, Dave. I didn't lose last time. I came no, you got it. You got it. You yeah, like 18, it, like 18 questions. All right, Justin, we'll start with you. All right, all right, all right. Uh, did this game come? Did this game originally release before 2000? Yes. Okay, did this game originally release on a Nintendo platform? Yes. Did this game originally release on the NES? Yes. Uh, was this game, was the developer Nintendo? Yes. Oh, wow. You're playing this really smart. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wanted that. Really that's, that's my... <laughs> I would love this one. Uh, is, it a, is it a Mario game? Uh, it's it's not in like the Mario series. Is it is, of is games. it no. is it one of the Super Mario games? No. Okay. Um, oh, but that was a little. See, cause this is when you get in the mid. You know, I think I know what it is. Now. You have plenty of questions to go. Um, see, but now I'm confused by your hesitance. <laughs> Uh, so so get, get, get like a follow-up, get like a, a clarifying follow-up. From yeah, what is, I is Mario, is the character Mario, does he appear in this game, is his name Mario? Is with, it, with 90% certainty I can say yes. Is it, well wait, because is, uh, is it Punch-Out? Uh, can you be more specific? Is it Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Yes. <laughs> wow! wow. 
So I knew that Mario was in it, but I don't know if they I actually called him Mario. I don't, I don't think he's. That's why I asked that yeah. question. I should have just right. asked Punch Out. That's right. Yeah. I don't think he is Mario. I think he's. I think it's like just a cameo. The ref. Yeah. Yeah. But Don Kong's in the audience too. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a new right. record. You you guessed in seven. And it would have been six. I'll take seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good job, Brian. You ready? Was it a game released before January first, two thousand? No. Um, You're fine. Is it a? This is when it gets it gets hard. There's so many more platforms after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you got to ask a question where there's like two consoles no. back there. No, ask, ask, <laughs> ask about ask about console manufacturer. Um, is this a? Is it a first party game? Uh, no. See that was that could have opened a lot of doors, and that now it created a lot of dead ends. <laughs> uh, it, was this game a PlayStation game? Not, I mean, not at first, not originally. Okay. Is this an Xbox game? Yes. Okay. Uh, originally, the original Xbox. <laughs> the original release was on Xbox. Okay. The Xbox. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to say stuff. <laughs> Not wasting questions. Um, is it a shooting game? Like by definition? Like is it a is game where you primarily like, are Are you shooting? asking me if the genre is shooter? Yes. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> An Xbox game where you don't shoot games. <laughs> There weren't many of them. This is down a lot, actually. Uh, Not a first party. Actually, game. I actually have to clarify something with Justin. Justin, okay. originally, this was originally Xbox. They're yelling no in the control. No, it wasn't then. No. Okay, I give you. I take. I give you back. A, I, I. I thought it was a timed <laughs> exclusive on Xbox, but it wasn't. So I take a question away. What are we on five? What are these, what are these shenanigans? This is a. I, Wait, you home? We took a question away. Where are we in my brain? <laughs> it's a. So what do we know? It's it, after two thousand. Yeah. It's multi-platform. Multi-platform game. Yeah, that's, that's it. not a shooter. Okay, and we don't we don't know what platform it's on. Well, it's multi-platform. You know, okay. it appeared on Xbox and PlayStation, based on uh, your questions. I thought when I thought at first it was just Xbox, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, is it a? Let me double check. <laughs> it's not a shooter. Not strictly no. Not strictly no. Is it a? Is it a 3D game? Yes. Good question. Um, Damn, this is so hard. This is really I know, hard. It's like the most quiet I ever have heard you. I know. Vince, you got some ideas? No, 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 not really. I'm just, but you got plenty of questions. Don't, don't panic yet. Don't panic. Okay. I'm, I'm being your coach. I'm like, you, 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 <laughs> yeah. you're fine. There's 20 of these uh, questions. You've only asked, what, five, six? You are to... right. Okay, I was right. Oh! You guys are screwing me. Yeah. It, it, it was originally an Xbox game. <sighs> okay. And it's a three it's a 3D game mm-hmm. on the Xbox. Yes. Originally on Xbox. I'm not a first party game. Is I mean, it, I, want, I feel like oh. we need to clarify that point as well. But how did he phrase the question? Is it an Xbox game? What do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you talk? What do you yes. mean? That that's a loaded question. It was Right, okay, so it's a multi-platform game. Yeah, but it had that's all you need. To, it's a multi-platform game. Um, is it multiplayer? Uh, no. Hmm. Yeah. 
Is it uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day? No. <laughs> Why did you make that face? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I didn't know the answer. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> Ask about genres. Um, I know it's it's sort of shooting-ish, but not. Yeah. Is it a platformer? No. Is it a racing game? No. See, but the, you're on the... That, don't tell me to ask about genres. <laughs> you're, eliminating, you're eliminating huge swaths of game with those no's. No's aren't bad. No's are okay. Right. Uh, is it a Grand Theft Auto game? No. Is it an open world game? Mm, mm, no. No. I would say no. I have to admit, this is pretty tough. This is really hard. This okay, is, this, is not, really this is not just me, no, right? This is you. This is pretty tough. Do you have any suggestions for questions? Um, you mean my lifeline? <laughs> I was, I was gonna. Eliminating genres is really, is really good. I'm, I'm racking my brain for. Uh, you know what? Just see if you can ask a question about what kind of main character it was. Like, was it, a, was it a ninja? Was it a soldier? Was it a like? I don't know. That might. All right. That might. I don't know. That that might that might narrow things down a little bit. Was it? Uh, was it a cartoony game? No. Was it rated M? Yes. Okay. That was a really good question. Thank you. That was a really good question. So it's M rated Xbox game. It's not not, o- not open world. Not really a shooter. Not, not really a shooter. Not multiplayer. And it's not cartoony. Also, like my my remembrance of like the big games on the original Xbox. Is uh, there's like is brute thin. force help, help them? Yeah, I was so brute force. I was it's a game that, for a while. I was yeah, thinking about brute force. So yeah. Yeah. this is a it's a game from the Xbox family. Yeah, we that said was it's on a, Xbox. It was a miscommunication. May, way maybe back not the many original ago. Xbox, but it is on an Xbox. Oh, so it's on an Xbox platform, but right. not necessarily the Xbox. Correct. Okay, you got to nail down the platform then. That's what you got to do. Um, I agree. You is it an Xbox 360 game? Yes. Okay. Well, that, I knew that. This, that. I didn't have to waste that question. Because <laughs> well, in my head, I thought we were the whole time. I thought they meant it's an Xbox. No, they were hinting us to be like it's not that. Um, <clears throat> is it fucking what's that cam- cameo? I was just no. thinking that, but no, they said it's not cartoony. It's and not. it's also not first party. And it's. This is so hard. This is Why really do rough. I? Who? It's, well, I can't even. I, you can get hints from Vince. Vince doesn't know the answer. I can't get hints from him. Yeah, but I feel like I can't say anything. Anymore. Okay. You got anything? Um, it's got Stonewall Hatfield over here not giving anything away. This is good. Do I, I need to throw a hint? Yeah, I, I think like you need me, to throw. They said it's not a shooter. And they said it was multi-platform. You eliminated platformer and racing game. Right. But there's other genres. I think that's you're going to be on a good track. There's a major genre you guys haven't hit on. Oh, right. Right. Um, can I ask the question for you? <laughs> it's, no. it, it's, not first, it's not first person, because it's not a shooter. What else would you do? Oh, wait, but you're saying it's... it's but you said it's Is it a fighting game? Is it a fighting game? No. But you said it's cross-platform. It yeah. eventually, yes. It eventually was cross-platform. Man... Is it a party game? No. Throwing questions <laughs> in the trash. What's the biggest video game genre? Probably. Well. Besides shooter, which you already eliminated. The biggest one left. 
action, is what I would say. Nah. That's the biggest... I mean, RPG is what I would think, but... No. What did you do with your face? <laughs> is it an RPG? <laughs> yes. What? Oh. Then I'm trying to think of cross-platform RPGs on the 360 that started as a 360. Um, but it's not multiplayer. God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think this was going to be so difficult. Yeah. RPG, so it's an RPG that is, cro- that is eventually cross-platform but came to the 360 first. Doesn't have multiplayer. What the? But is not cartoony. These are all true facts. <laughs> what? What cross-platform RPGs did the Xbox get first? Xbox 360 get first. Indeed. <laughs> so I'm thinking uh, Skyrim. They didn't get that first. That wasn't. A, was that just? A, I just <laughs> he said not open world. He said not open world. That's right. He said not open world. So so that that's out the, out of the table. Um, is uh, okay. Is is the game? How many questions do we have left? Four left. Oh my god. Is this? Was, is it a Japanese developed game? No. It's a good question, though. This is freaking who makes, hard. Who makes, who makes Western RPGs? It's not Japanese developed. Wait, wait. Western RPG. Right. This is. It have to be a Western RPG three on three sixty. A Western RPG that's not open world. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's not strictly a shooter. I, I, I oh, think you'll agree with me. It's not considered I, open world. I wouldn't. Yeah. I. I. I like being the judge. I'm with Damon on this one. <laughs> I've got. I really. Yeah, I've really right. got nothing. Like, who makes what are the who are the RPG makers in the, in our in our world that we Bio, love? Bio, Bio, the big Western is Bioware, Bioware and Bethesda. But but you said it's not open world. Well, so you know it's not Bethesda. So might as well burn another question. Is it a Bioware game? Uh, Brian's playing right now. Is it oh. a Bioware game? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Two left. <laughs> Two left. Let's let's make a make your make a dash for her home plate. Try to steal home. You know what platform it is. You know who the developer is. I know, but there's I don't. That doesn't stop the fact that there are large oh chunks god. of my brain. Oh my god! What? Oh my god! Are you <laughs> freaking kidding me? What do you mean? Am I kidding you? Are you You're kidding the one that took eighteen. What is it? Are you ready? Do you want me to finish <laughs> this for you? You can give me the question. I'll ask Damon. Okay. Like our parents are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mass Effect? Is it Mass Effect? Are you asking me if it's Mass Effect 1? Sure. No. <laughs> Is it Mass Effect 2? Yes. <laughs> that 20 questions. In what world is Mass Effect not a shooter? It's an it, RPG. It's an RPG. It is a that's hybrid like, RPG shooter. Well, I mean, that's like, that's, that's like, a very misleading. It's not a shoot. Like I, I'm, I'm not trying David. to mislead you, but I'd like a Call of Duty is a shooter, right? Right. Sure. Mass Effect is more of an RPG, right? Absolutely. No, that's true. But it's like especially Mass Effect Two was so much less RPG than Mass Effect One was. Isn't and Mass so much Effect, more shooter? Mass Effect Two, you're pre. Primarily shooting things. Your combat, your main mode of combat is shooting. The only yeah, mode of on. combat your, is shooting. Your things. primary mode of combat in Final Fantasy VI is hitting things with a sword, and that doesn't make it an action game. Uh, how? What? How does? How is? I would call Mass Effect an RPG. That's because you're hitting things with a sto- sword in no, a turn-based Mass Effect, RPG. Mass Effect is an RPG. I'm not saying it's not an RPG, but I'm saying 
I was not trying to mislead you, but I just think it's more of an RPG than a shooter. Sure. I don't think I say, when I think, name some shooters, I don't think Mass Effect. But you also, but he also did ask if shooting was the main mode of, of, of action, though. Yeah. And you guys were like, no. <laughs> so, so that threw me way off. I judges, think he asked if, ask if it's a shooter. <laughs> go All right, I'll take the L on that one. I'll get you next no, time. You, you, got you, really got you got it in 20 questions. That's not winning. That's, that's just barely being alive. <laughs> like I said, you stole home. You did. Right. You Here did. we go. Here we go. Next oh, up. Go one. for it, Vince. No, let's, try to, let's try to keep yeah. it going yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 questions. Okay. Uh, was it made uh, before January 1st, 2000? No. Okay. Did you see this one? No. Is it on Sony platform? Is it on Sony platform? No. Okay. Is it on Microsoft platforms? No. Okay. Um, is it... Um, this might sound obvious, but is it on Nintendo platform? Yes. Okay. Damon's tricksy. You is don't want a, to assume anything. Is it a platformer? <laughs> no. Okay. Um... Was it exclusive to the platform it was released on for the for its entire life? Yes. Was it on GameCube? No. Before two thousand. It's after two thousand. Oh, after two thousand. Yeah. It's exclusive to the platform it's on. Okay. Um, was it on the Wii? No. Go ahead. Is it on a portable card. device? There we go. Yes. Good. I didn't know if I was going to have to give a hint Ooh. about that one. First party, it's first party, right? Do we know that yet? We don't know that yet. Um, don't know that yet. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Is it a first party game? Yes. Right. Is it an RPG? Uh, uh, okay, so I don't want you to. It's Mass Effect. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mass Effect? It is, it, it is not. It's not a RPG in the classic sense that Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest is. Okay. So the answer is the answer is it has RPG yeah, elements, that's but exactly it's not strictly speaking an RPG. Or it could be in some way can shoot as an RPG, but isn't actually one. Mm-hmm. You can. Is it on the is it on the DS? No. Good question. So it's a 3DS game, presumably. So a, right. So it's a or GBA. After two thousand. Yeah, when did the GBA oh, yeah, come out? Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah, 2003. It's a GBA or 3DS game. Yeah, I is totally would Is it a 3DS game? No. Oh, so Nintendo made GBA game. Never came to any other platform. It could be... With mild RPG elements. I don't want to know the answer. Wow. <laughs> hmm, I think I know what this is. Um, no, it's easier, it's is easier it, when you're not the one, like, in it. No, it's easier when it's a Nintendo game. <laughs> is it a... What else got... <laughs> Oh, you, I already asked if it was a first-party game. The answer was yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to see. I want to see. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm, oh, wait. I don't now you had a taste of what it's yeah. like to know. <laughs> Is it a, Oh, I already asked that. He, he said it doesn't... It has some elements, but not all. This um, is tough because... Uh, well, I would... Now I would start drilling into art style because otherwise you're not... Right. Um... Which you can kind of actually guess what the art style is. Is it a top-down perspective? Yes. That's a good question. Ooh. Is it a Zelda game? Nope. Mm, I know. See, here's what... The reason... <laughs> I, 
not to be a backseat 20 question player, but you're playing Damon <laughs> as much as you're playing actual 20 questions, and you got to know what is Damie like? Maybe that's why it's because I, I know you so yeah. well. It's the bro, the bro effect. Yep. Bro effect. Can I tell you what I was thinking? What were you thinking? Fire Emblem? Although that's I mean, pretty straightforward. I call that pretty straightforward. You know, that, that that's in the RPG category. But I was not. Okay, so... <laughs> it's a so strategy also, RPG. What's that? It's a strategy RPG. Yeah, that's totally part of the RPG, you know. Um, I mean, my only guess, my only guess is... Since you guys seem to be smugly... <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'm just saying... So I would say, is it... Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics? No. First party. First party. So is it Fire Emblem? No. Man. Here we are. We lit two on fire right there. How many questions are left? That's three. I've got three left. There's three left? Yeah. Is it turn-based? It's... Yes. Good question. Maybe. Advance Wars. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just really. Nice. You're right. It's not, not an RPG at all. Strategy yep. RPG. Yeah, not an RPG at all. Yeah. Totally a strategy game. Turn-based strategy game. Wow. Yep. Good work on that one. Yeah. Damn. It's right. <laughs> <Ooh>, Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Just barely making it there. All the Justin did in seven. You think you could have guessed Mike Tyson's punch out in seven in seven questions? That was pretty I don't good. Think so. seven, I just like seven, that, seven, that wasn't only just that, it, you know to be fit, to be not not fair. You know what that was? That wasn't necessarily so much like whoa, how did you know that game? Because that's a common mm-hmm. game. But you know the exact right questions to ask. That was yeah. really good. I know. I feel like I'm one. I'm one round away from being like. <laughs> Like, you know, was it released on this platform? Yes, Star Fox 64. Yeah. <laughs> so where you were at, in the point of your game, I was like, oh, it's got to be Yoshi's Cookie, because that's a yeah. weird one, and Damon's going to try to screw us up to I that. thought maybe Wario Woods. Yes, that's that was, what I was yeah, thinking, too. I was Wario's also thinking Woods. Dr. Mario. Sure, yeah. yeah. But those are, those are the earlier games. Yeah, but for me. Oh, for you. Yeah, for him, right, for him, I'm yeah. saying. I, I was thinking, when, when it was like Mario is in it, but not, not yeah, in it's it, not yeah. a Mario game, yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, so that could be a few things. So. He also, like, he was the, the judge, or the, the guy in tennis. Yep. <laughs> he played in baseball. Uh-huh. Like, they could have gone a lot of different ways. They got around. They got around. Yeah, lucky. That ran long, so we're almost out of time, but I want to answer one legitimate uh, listener mail before we run. This is from Mike. He says, Now that Konami has lost Silent Hills, I have no hope the series will ever be good again. Starting with halfway through part four, the laughable burping nurses was the beginning. The series has been in a tailspin and is is now all but dead to me. My question is, what are some series that you have no faith will return to their peak form? It's such an easy answer to this. Uh, Sonic is just... Oh, yeah. Sonic's a lost... The the problem with Sonic... With the Sonic franchise, and it, hurt, it pains me to say it because I love the first three games, but um, I think every time um, Sega finds a foothold, every time they figure out something that works, instead like, of like, they find a mechanic, they hmm. find a they find a, a structure or, or a gameplay hook or a design idea for Sonic that works. Instead of like locking that down and then building on it, they're like, okay, next Sonic game, let's try something totally different. And like, mm-hmm. that's great when you're trying to create something new, but when you're trying to um, return a franchise to like its former glory, I feel yep. like whatever whatever you find footing in, you have to like sink your teeth into yep. and then build off of that. Yep. And instead, every time they 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 get a couple of hits, they they just reset the board and try again. And I, I'm like, why don't you at least hold on to the things you got right? Yeah, Sonic Sonic hasn't really worked in a very very long time. Yeah. It's one of those like it was weird. We were talking about 
you brought up Frogger before, mm-hmm. and it reminded me how. Do you think they'll never be a Frogger? <laughs> <laughs> for, for sure. For sure. But Frogger is totally one of those like one hit wonders where it worked out the gate, and yeah. then every time they've tried it since, it didn't work. You but got then that you Crossy at, Road, though. And then you look at Crossy Road, and like they're just like, we know what to do with this. And yeah. they just snatched yeah. it and ran yeah. with it. Yeah, I think it's from here. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so Sonic, what would you say? Um, That was actually probably mine, but I, I'm going to go even worse and probably say something like uh, F Zero. I don't. Ooh, I don't huh. think we're gonna ever get yeah. one. GX was so good. Yeah, but yeah. imagine yeah. how beautiful it would look on the Wii. Too. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I mean, like... I'm I, like playing the Mario Kart uh, F Zero levels mm. with the Captain Falcon's big head inside of the the yep. big blue racer. It's just so, mean. Yeah, it's just mean. It's about as close as you can get because they're beautiful, especially in 200 CC. And it's close, but like F Zero has always been a different game. It's about it's about risk and reward and death and exploding and stuff like that, uh, which you don't really get in Mario Kart. You're always just dropped back on the track. Yeah. But I think that 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 sort of well, that magical moment where Sega and Nintendo were collaborating, Sega was kind of at like the apex of their arcade uh, abilities, and Nintendo was just doing awesome stuff on the GameCube, and they came together and made F-Zero. I don't know if we'll ever get anything like that again. Like, if At best, we might get like a portable game or something, or a, a Nintendo Land minigame, but we're yeah. never going to get a full-fledged F-Zero like I want. What do you think? I wouldn't say I have no faith, because you know I do hope to see both of these someday, but um, it the most painful to me is that we don't get Grandia games anymore. Yeah. Best RPG battle yeah. system ever made. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and we just probably just because it came up earlier, I really really liked Suikoden, and I think mm. Konami is. Um, they released that uh, DS one or 3DS one that was sort of so so. And Suikoden Tiakris. Yeah, not mm. a great game. Um, I feel like there's more 2D games that didn't make the like they were 2D big hits and they made the transition to 3D sort of shakily and then went away. But I can't, you know, my brain won't think of any right now. I mean, there's, speaking of Konami, there's like. Castlevania, like, are we sure. ever going to get another Metroidvania sure. Castlevania Man. game? Yeah. But the other big one I, I was going to say that I hate to say is Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, I don't I think told, we're going to get that sort of like totally Resident Evil you. 2, Resident Evil 4 level yeah. of AAA retail mm-hmm. release that's more about survival sort of horror than it is about dumb action. Yep. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the problem. The, the franchise uh, audience split in half at some point, and there's no way to really pull that back in. Yeah. I mean, some of the best-selling Resident Evil games are the big dumb action ones. And then you have people like us sitting on the side going like, we miss Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. and and the re- and Remake and 4, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. They should just um, have a spin-off. They should have like Resident Evil Spooky Town well, and Resident that's, Evil yeah. Shoot'em Up. That's what Revelations is Shooty to Town. them. Shooty um, Town. Shooty Town. Spooky Town and Shooty Town. <laughs> Revelations is Spooky Town to them and it's back to those roots, but I, it doesn't resonate with me the way um, Resident Evil 4 did because I like mild action elements, but... Yeah. Yeah, that, that really bounced me out, man. Yeah, that exactly. we, if, we'll probably just get another Resident Evil Call of Duty game, that's like six. Yeah, it's been so long since Resident Evil's ha- felt like that quaint, schlocky, B-movie, yeah. char- you know, charming mm-hmm. uh, kind of puzzle-based adventure game. It's become a totally bloated, action-y, yeah. just uh, taking itself way too seriously, uh, just kind of a fair. Very sad. Yeah. Missed the way it was. That's our show for you this week. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Vince. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. I'm there.
there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.